there was some conspiracy at the Disneyland park. You mean Disney World? Over in Disney World and Hollywood Studios and Galaxy's Edge on Batuu, Disney decided it would be a great idea to fuck continuity and name shit smoked pork ribs, roasted chicken salad, fried chicken, beef pot roast, hummus garden spread, shrimp and noodles, like asshats. Yeah, because people are fucking stupid. And they get vapor locked when they're like, oh, what do I get? What do I get? What do I get? I don't know. What's the wrong? What's, what's this? You fucking mook. Read the goddamn menu. Hello, and welcome to F Yeah Disney. We're your hosts, Julie and Jason. And we are here to give you an unfiltered view of all things Disney. We'll be covering events, news, history, food, and so much more. So strap on your ears, grab a churro, and enjoy today's episode of F F Yeah Yeah Disney. Hey, how's it going? Welcome to episode 10 of F Yeah Disney. Thank you so much for tuning in today. Today we're recording this, what is today, honey? October 27th, 2019. Yes, sir. The day before my Disney vacation starts. What? My staycation. <laughs> That's my uh, DJ horn sound effect. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. Uh, I can tell exactly what it was. <laughs> uh, so I hope you all are having a good week. Uh, we're going to definitely back on track getting these shows out regularly. Um, well, I'm, we're I'm, definitely going to back on track. Yeah, get back on track. Like the, <laughs> like the the train at Magic Kingdom will be hopefully very soon. We say all our words properly. Yeah, we try to. Oh, I was watching. Nope. I was in line for the Haunted Mansion mm-hmm. the other day. I'll tell you all about this later. But the boat came by mm-hmm. and it was like honking its horn. And people were like, oh my God, the train. And I was like. No, but it was cool because when it goes by, it like mists you in line at the Haunted Mansion. Mm. So I was like, oh, this is glorious. And then you have like fecal matter and, uh, you know, lots of bacteria, just like you get from the falls, from uh, Schweister Falls on, on the, the great movie ride. So, exactly. <laughs> but yeah, I feel the same way whenever I hear the, the Tom Sawyer, uh, whatever that thing is called, a paddle boat that goes around. I don't know. I, there's a name for it. I I know what it's called. And I can't think of it. It's, it's some, something glorious bell or some shit. It's not Tom Sawyer. How is many it? of you are screaming at me right now saying the name <laughs> of this thing? <laughs> uh, but anyways, uh, yeah. So lots of things to talk about today. We're going to be on our normal routine shows. Uh, if it, things could go my way, we would be doing an episode every week. Uh, but Julie and I have super crazy busy lives. Uh, besides having fun recording these episodes and we put a lot of time and effort into them so we definitely greatly appreciate you all turning tuning in today and uh, this is episode 10 which is a huge milestone for podcasts Uh, there is a sea of uh, dead podcasts out there most podcasts don't last more than five episodes 
And so if you go on out there and look in the, through iTunes or whatever for podcasts, there's a shit ton of podcasts that are just five episodes and that's it. They no longer exist. And uh, we are now two times that. So congratulations, honey. It's episode 10. What, what? And another big milestone for us, which Julie does not know this yet. I told her not to look it up. Uh, but we have officially hit 2,000 downloads. Yay. And, uh, That's awesome. That's yeah, huge. Yeah, it's pretty rad. Only having uh, nine episodes officially out as of right now. So thank you. Thank you from the bottom of our hearts for everybody who's downloaded the show. It's been a lot of fun. It makes all this effort and time we put into the show worth it. Uh, the feedback. I've been more active on Twitter. Uh, chit chat with the community it's just uh, a lot of fun uh, but julie and i are both super huge disney nerds just i mean we're nerds in general but <laughs> but uh yeah so you know thank you and thanks julie for being my partner in crime in this whole thing and in life forever and ever i know how about that so that being said uh today we are going to be covering our normal segments we're going to be getting into our this day in disney uh which is going to be a this week in disney uh, we're going to be covering recent happenings within the Disney parks worldwide in our To Infinity and Your Mom segment. And Julie's going to be doing some fun food talk with her What the Forky Foods. So another fun thing, though, as Julie mentioned about her Disney trip this week, she's taking her annual pilgrimage with her bestie Disney wife, co-host of her Disney food podcast, Amy. And, My uh, Disney podcast is not called Amy. <laughs> no. Disney, Amy's her co-host of the Disney food podcast. <laughs> <laughs> which, which is called One Little Spice. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> and to uh, make this week even more magical for them, they are celebrating uh, 10 magical ears together, Aww. which is super cute and sweet. So uh, I'm going to have the house to myself for a week. I probably will be bouncing in and out of the parks, annoying them as uh, they are on their adventure for the week. And uh, as of kind of a behind the scenes. Uh, uh, when, behind the scenes. Uh, behind the scenes. <laughs> behind the curtain here. Well, when Julie and I were first starting to talk, she had uh, mentioned this week was coming up. And so initially I tried talking her in, and which worked, uh, to come into town a couple of days early so her and I can get some time together. And uh, uh, lo and behold, we ended up moving her ass down here to Florida two months before this trip. So now she gets to uh, have a somewhat of a stress-free packing and uh, vacation trip instead of having to worry about flying and all the shit you got to deal with. Yeah, it was going to be him picking me up from the airport. And hanging out in Disney with him for a couple of days to him now dropping me off at Disney mm-hmm. for my vacation. Yeah, even the crazier thing is picking you up from work. <laughs> <laughs> that too. Yeah, it's crazy. So it's a lot of fun. Disney has its ways of working its magic into our lives, and it's definitely made lots of magic for us. So there you guys go. So that being said, uh, how's your week been, Julie? Also, next week is oh. an important milestone for us too. This is true. Are we going to be recording that day? We might be. Yeah, we will be, actually. All right, then we'll talk about that then. Yeah, so... Stay tuned, guys. Yeah, a little cliffhanger for you. Dum-dum-dum. So that being said, how was your week? <laughs> My week is over. <laughs> let's, just, let's just leave it there. Gosh, I don't even know. We had a fun night in Magic Kingdom. Yes, we did. Well, was it Magic Kingdom? Oh, yeah, it was Magic Kingdom. That's right. Yeah. Yeah, late night. And then... I had a fun Saturday. Yeah, so tell us about this. So as you all may have known, uh, every year Disney has, well, at least last couple of years, they've produced and released a tiki mug, uh, one version for Disneyland. <laughs> it's like, where are you going with this? <laughs> I, get it. I remember now. I one version it. for Disneyland, it. one version for uh, Disney World or what have you. <laughs> and uh, the last two years, it's been the Hatbox Ghost tiki mug when the one that Disneyland's version is different from ours. So this year, 
Julie being the collector of all things uh, that take up space in our lives and our collectibles, <laughs> <laughs> she had to get her hands on this. So, uh, yeah. Tell us about your journey. That was last weekend of Saturday. It was. So, as he said, Trader Sam's, Grog Grotto, and Tiki Terrace? Nope. Oh, my gosh. What's it called in Disneyland? Trader Sam's Enchanted Tiki? Nope. That's that's. <laughs> <laughs> why don't i know this i've been there um release a haunted mansion themed tiki mug for halloween i don't know if it started with the hitchhiking ghost mug that amy and i got it must have been before that but that's the first one that amy and i waited in line for and how they did it f- i guess that was four years ago wow um how they did it four years ago was you lined up around noon, 1 p.m. And you waited in line through the little pathways of the Polynesian in the blazing sun because mm-hmm. there was no shade. Um, and you got a wristband and then you'd walk up to the Tangaroa Terrace, which is the porch out back where you can also get all of the trader sam's mugs and beverages and you got your drink and then you went inside and you picked up your mug and that was that so we probably waited for three four hours for that one and then they released a second edition of that one and then a first edition of the half box ghost last year and amy and i were not down for that one and it was really sad because the Hatbox Ghost is amazing, and it was really cool. So, they had the second edition one this year, and they changed things up a bit. But, the Hitchhiking Ghosts from four years ago was a totem pole of the Hitchhiking Ghosts mm-hmm. as a tiki mug. Disneyland had a red one. Disney World had a green one, or opposite. I don't know what color mine is. Colorblind, don't remember. And the Hatbox Ghost, they did in different colors, too. But the Disney World hatbox ghost has his head on his head. And the Disneyland version has the hat in the hatbox. The head in the hatbox. Is that what I said? You said hat in the hatbox, but yes. <laughs> That's where hats belong, but for him, it's his head. <laughs> his, his head in the hatbox. Sorry, guys. Um, so this year, they changed things around a bit. And somehow by Saturday, they were released on Tuesday. And somehow by Saturday, they still had mugs and we made sure so i wasn't getting up at like 8 30 in the morning on my day off to drive to disney which (laughs) obviously i'm gonna do anyway but they still had them in stock and i remember waking up on saturday morning and you being really angry that i was driving to disney to get a stupid mug because it was pouring yeah it was like serious terrible weather we had a uh, tropical storm hurricane gimmick pushing up through the panhandle of florida and it was like torrential downpour sideways rain blinding rains driving on i4 here through orlando those that know the area of i4 uh, it's a complete clusterfuck even when it's sunny out and then you add rain into the mix it's even crazier so i was concerned so when i was driving it wasn't bad there was a lot of rain mm-hmm. but there weren't that many people on the road so it wasn't a bad drive at all yeah um except for the teeny tiny little sedans that thought they were monster trucks and blew down i4 um but no it was a it was actually a kind of a peaceful drive 
So how it worked this year is instead of everybody lining up like three hours before the mugs were released for that day, they had you line up at like nine in the morning and 10 o'clock they gave out wristbands and there were only so many wristbands they had for each day. But as long as you got a wristband, it didn't matter what time you came after they were open Mm -hmm. to get your mug, which I thought was pretty cool. What was it like two per wristband? Um, Two per person. Well, one per wristband, two wristbands per person. Okay. So, since it was pouring, I stayed there. I was planning on driving back home and getting some stuff done around the house and then going back at like three or four to get my mug. But since Jason got so mad at me for going in the first place, and of course, you know, stubborn me was like... I grew up in the snow. I could handle driving in this rain. Fuck that. I'm going to get my damn mug. So I was planning on coming back, doing some stuff. And then I figured after the drive out to Orlando, it was probably safer to stay around. And then I looked at all the wait times in Magic Kingdom and was like, (gasps) I could probably ride all these rides today because it was pouring rain. And I didn't care that it was pouring rain. I was good to go. So I made a challenge for myself. Weather did not comply with this plan that I made, Mm -hmm. but I did pretty good. So my goal was to ride all of the rides in Magic Kingdom. I only had half the day to do it because I had to go pick up my mugs and then, you know, be responsible and buy groceries and make dinner for the week. Right. So you got the band at what, 10 o'clock and then you had had to be back at three when the bar opened? Yeah. uh, So you didn't have to be back at three. You could go anytime after three when it was open until the park closed for that day. Okay. Which was way more awesome than what they'd done in the past where you basically like had to get their line up. You got your mug and you left and yeah, you had to be there for, for that entire... Six hours. Exactly. So I headed over to Magic Kingdom and I had a lot of fun. And I started off with the Jungle Cruise and had the most amazing skipper. He was freaking hilarious. Mm-hmm. Was it Dan or something his name was? Adam. Adam, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. And then I went to Aladdin's Magic Carpet, which I had never been on before. Yeah, you had a lot of firsts that day, too, which is fun. I did. It was really cool. And a lot of the firsts were like, I can't go on this ride because it'll make me vomit. And then I was like, well, if I'm going to ride all the rides, I have to ride all the rides. Mm-hmm. You know, did it for the podcast. But So also, that being said, you, I, I was trying to be clear whether it was all the rides or or just all the attractions, which so is like everything. my initial goal was to do all the meet and greets, all the rides, everything. All the shows, everything. Because all the meet and greets were like five minute waits first thing in the morning too. So that was like my super duper plan. Mm-hmm. I get into the park and it's pouring rain, which was super awesome. I was trying to get... Uh, I shared like the first segment of my Instagram story, our Instagram story, and you can actually see that when you hop on our Facebook page. Nope. Our Instagram page. <laughs> our Instagram page. It's probably on our Facebook page too. Um, I don't know, but we saved it. Yeah. Um, and it's under the highlight Julie rides Magic Kingdom. <laughs> Sounds very sexual. <laughs> um, but the first video I took, I couldn't get it to post because my phone was so wet. And all of me was so wet that That's I couldn't she even... she said. <laughs> <laughs> that I couldn't even dry off my hand <laughs> to get my finger to push the damn button. Ah, so it was a struggle. I was like, this is a great video and I can't even post it. Yeah. So 
that was my initial struggle. It's like instant wet t-shirt contest too. Exactly. I was wearing <laughs> wearing our FBI our FBI Disney t shirt, which you guys will soon be able to purchase online. So stay tuned for that. Once we figure out how <laughs> Yeah, we gotta how find we a local printer. Yeah. All right. Um and it's actually really cool if you go look at that story because I post what it says for wait times and then what the actual wait times were on most of the rides. Yes, and wild. Disney lies. But I went on Aladdin's magic carpet after. Which I left my wristlet on. <laughs> this is this is great. I like didn't even want to tell you because the night before <laughs> I left it on a park bench in Disney Springs. Yeah, it gave me a fucking panic. But then she's like, "Why is it still there?" I'm like, "Well, because people at Disney are pretty much for the most part honest." It's also pretty small and it was dark, so you probably couldn't even <laughs> see the fucking thing. But man, I was freaking out a little bit. I like walked through the stores as fast as I could to get out there and grab that some bitch. I wasn't sitting there crying. Oh, it was pathetic. It's cool. Fucking. Yeah. So anyways. <laughs> <laughs> so I went on Aladdin's Magic Carpet and then after and then I was like, well, there goes my whole day planned. I can't get back to my car. I can't get home. <laughs> this sucks. Um, but alas, I found it and it was OK. And then I went on Pirates of the Caribbean. And it was said it was a 15 minute wait, but it was a 10 minute wait. And then I didn't have my magic band on me, so I didn't get my picture from it. But it's okay, because I was looking down at my phone posting <laughs> the story. Mm. So you couldn't see it anyway. Um, and then I went on Big Thunder Railroad. This was probably the craziest wait time versus actual queue. Because it said 35-minute wait, and I waited 13 minutes. And it, Was it raining? And I made this face. Uh, no, it had stopped raining at this point. Because I know it rides in the rain, so because I know they shut it down, but like I hear people that ride in the rain say it's like getting hit in the face by bullets. No, Amy and I did it. So we went on Splash Mountain, and then it was raining that day. That was the day we waited fifty minutes for be our guest because it had just opened, and mm -hmm. we waited in the pouring rain. So we get on Big Thunder, and it wasn't raining. And then we went out of the first tunnel, and we thought they added a water element. But it was just pouring rain, and it was the most fun I've ever had. Nice. On Big Thunder. And then I posted the whole ride of that, which is pretty cool. And then my phone died halfway through the day, so I was like, meh, I guess I'm giving up on these rides because I can't post and share them with you. Also, yeah. they're not loading right now, so. So you had teacups, and did no. you, did you so do Space Mountain? From there, the weather was starting to get a little bit better. So I made some fast passes. And I made a fast pass for Peter Pan. I made a fast pass for Big Thunder. And I made a fast pass for... Well, so originally I made a fast pass for... Winnie the Pooh. Mm -hmm. And then, once I got to Winnie the Pooh after going on a bunch of rides, it said the wait time was only 15 minutes. So I immediately canceled my fast pass for that and made it for Haunted Mansion because Haunted Mansion, the wait time was 40 minutes when I walked by and I was like, there's no way I'm getting on this ride unless I make a fast pass for it. And then immediately as I hopped on Winnie the Pooh, the wait time went from 15 minutes to 35 minutes. I waited about 30 minutes. It wasn't bad. Got to play with the uh, germ covered bees. No, I did not touch them. That no, time. that's good. So how I got onto Peter Pan was a little tricky. So the only fast pass that I could make was for 6.30. And I was going to be getting my mugs at 6.30. So I went up and politely asked if I could ride it early 
they asked how many was in my party. I said one. She was like, yeah, go ahead. Go on. So I was able to get on that before my fast pass actually existed, which was awesome. And then from there, I went across to Small World, obviously. Um, and then another first, I went on the carousel. Mm, yes. And I remember texting my mom. <laughs> I was texting my mom while I was on the carousel. And she was like, have you ridden all the rides yet? And mind you, this was at like noon. And I was like, dear, no, mom. I've not ridden all the rides in two hours at Disney. Although that would be pretty amazing. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so I'm on the carousel and I'm like, nope, on the carousel, just getting super nauseous. And she was like, maybe you should stop. And I was like, no, mom, I'm not like getting nauseous from riding all the rides. I'm getting nauseous because I'm going up and down and really fast in a circle. Um, While you're texting. While I was texting. So I was like looking down at my phone too. And then from there, I figured I was already nauseous. I might as well ride the teacups. And then I decided that I needed to spin it because how are you going to have that experience if you're not like crazy spinning oh, yeah. your own teacups? So you that was really interesting trying to spin with one hand while <laughs> getting a video to make all of you guys dizzy as well. Uh-huh. <laughs> and then I went on Dumbo. Super fun. That ride is magical at night, too. It's so beautiful, all lit up and stuff with the water. Oh, the water is so cool. I got a picture of that, too. That ride, it, like the golds and the... It's just so pretty. Yeah. And then I went on the Barnstormer, which I always forget how short that ride is. Super short, but it's fun. And I got to see the Tron construction up close, which I coined Tronstruction. <laughs> Tronstruction. So funny. I can't wait. The roof's on. The building's going up quickly. It's yeah, it's super exciting. So it's going to be amazing. All the outside pillars are up for the outside part of the track. It's badass. But it was cool to see the track go up to be able to see what the track looks like. Because with Space Mountain, you don't really see. Right. Or like Guardians. And it's, it's cool, too, because it's the same exact track layout. It's just, I guess, a mirrored version of it compared to what Shanghai is. So you can look at the Shanghai, watch the Shanghai video, and then see what's actually going to be going on inside this building, and it's it's wild. We're talking about Tron now. Tron, yeah, yeah. We were just talking about Galaxy Gardens of the Galaxy. Yeah, yeah. So I just wanted to clarify. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, and so it said the wait time was twenty five minutes. I actually only waited fifteen minutes, and I got a cute video of this one too, and then a really awesome video of the plane flying through. <coughs> The sign, which was super cute. Yeah, where Goofy, like, busts the great Goofini. Yeah. Busts bust himself through the sign. And then I did a meet and greet with Goofy and Donald. And this was probably the hardest decision I made all day because I had to choose between Minnie and Daisy and Donald and Goofy. But I definitely think I made the right choice. Yeah, they're fun. The thing with the Minnie, though, I like is she kisses. She, she gives you kisses. Mm. You can hear her going, like, through the, through, the, through the head. That's actually super cute. It's, yeah, it's adorable. And then I rode Little Mermaid. And then I remember you texting me and being like, I just have two more fast passes and then I'll leave. And you were like, no, no, no. Enjoy the day in the park. It's okay. Have fun. Yeah. Because <laughs> I was like, oh, I need to go be responsible. No. And then the last ride that I went on was Haunted Mansion. And I actually posted a list of all 14 rides that I was on. But apparently instagram stories decided it would be super fun to screw up that whole post but they're all there and then i got my hatbox ghost and so i got the first two hatbox ghosts and drank those drinks mm -hmm. 
and made friends with the people that were giving them out and there were still a ton of wristbands left like in the past and i guess probably because it was just the second edition maybe but the hitchhiking ghosts went both times too i don't know if they made more this run but apparently they made something like eight thousand of them but an entire like pallet of them yeah was destroyed oh no shit yeah so i love last year's or this year's this year's huh that sucks well you know though it's like the madness over the madame leota glow-in-the-dark funko and then i'm like walking through the pin trader store at disney and now they're everywhere and they're also in in freaking memento mori at magic kingdom i don't know if they did a second edition release now that it's i don't think so halloween because they sold out the second edition was supposed to be the non-glow from what i understood well they had the non-park exclusive the non-park exclusive didn't glow that's what they had but it was really awesome and i I texted jason and i was really upset that i had to leave the park because magic kingdom was open till 11 this night too and i left around 5 30 which meant i still had six hours and could have easily ridden the rides that i had left however you thought you only had like four rides left no i thought i had five oh five rides let me finish my story okay so, I text him on my way to get the mugs, and I was like, I want to go back. I want to go back and ride these rides. I Honestly, like, I'm kicking myself still for not going back and riding those damn rides, because I could have done it. I could have done it! Seven more rides! Yeah, so she's like, I have five more. I'm like, so, did you go on Seven Dwarfs? Oh, fuck, I got that to my list. How about Space Mountain? Oh, yeah, Fuck. No, I remembered Space Mountain. Oh, was it? There well, was one that I didn't remember, though. Carousel? I don't know. No, I went on the carousel. But oh, no, did... I had forgotten one. And then oh, it was the it was the uh, the race, the Speedway. Oh, Speedway, yeah. <coughs> but what happened was halfway through the day, the sun came out. Mm-hmm. Thanks, weather. And all the ride queues started growing, which is why I'm glad that I made those fast passes. But I text him and I'm like, I only have five left to do. I'm so angry. And we figure out I had seven. And I still lose sleep at night over the fact that I didn't do those rides. I'm pretty sure I was still up till like 11 o'clock cooking dinner that night. So I probably would have been up even longer. But we had food for the week. Yeah, thank you. So. You had a super productive day. If I could spit that out. A super productive day. I did. But oh gosh, it was so much fun. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. And I think Magic Kingdom has the most rides. Yes. So being able to complete that is pretty epic. Yeah, yeah. So I gave you I a will go back. high fives from across so, the table. I didn't do anything in Tomorrowland. That is what I forgot and Seven Dwarfs. So Buzz, The Laugh Floor, Spaceship Earth, Space Mountain, because that's in Epcot. The Speedway, Seven Dwarfs, and the Astro Orbiter. Yeah. People Mover? And the, um, oh, the People Mover was closed. So oh. I guess technically I missed eight. Yeah. But I'm not getting stuck on the People Mover without you. And the Carousel of Progress. So, seven plus the closed one. And a few of them kept closing during the day and opening back up. So I met some really fun people. In line at all the rides. Yeah, which is fun. That's what I do. Yep. 
but it was a really awesome day and i got a hatbox ghost and then okay so back to the hatbox ghost so i made friends with the people giving out the hatbox ghost and the rule was you initially get two and then because they had so many left over like once you were finished with your drinks and you got your hatbox ghosts you could get two more and you have a nice buzz that can then like fluff you up and sell you on two more luckily they only sold me on one more but and my phone had died so i couldn't figure out if i had someone to trade it with mm-hmm. so i was like i'm sure there's someone that will trade with me in california because i wanted the california one and i had the opportunity to get an extra one because i bought a mug for me and i bought a mug for amy right and you're also in a, on a facebook group just detail wise that is a mug traders group on facebook exactly so the chances that i would have been able to do that were very high so mm-hmm. I swipey swipey and had a third drink and then I hung out for a little bit but there was a guy next to me who was looking at them and the way they add the glaze to it a lot of them blacked out the eyes so there's actually eyeballs in there and if you just grab your mug you don't realize it and he was standing next to me and so the two people that were there giving out the mugs were so incredible and they literally went through boxes of these mugs opening them up for us so that we could check and make sure that they all had eyes. And your OCD ass had to have the one where they had the eyes. Yeah. Because you'd have been fucking going insane. Yeah. But, which is also really cool because the person I traded with also has really awesome eyes and Amy has really awesome eyes. But that was also like super duper fun. Yeah. A little crazy. Yeah. But really awesome. <laughs> so overall, it was a really awesome day. Yeah, and then at the same time, I'm, te- I'm I'm walking around Disney Springs, and I come across the Madame Leto Funkos. And that I'm, was that day, right? Yeah, it was. And I sent you a text, and you're not responding, because I was like, hey, they have Madame Leto Funkos. Should I get one? Oh, because my phone had died. Yeah, so I didn't yeah. get a response. And then I'm just like going for a walk, and I'm over at Saratoga, and then you respond, and you're like, did you text me? I'm like, yes, Madame Leto Funko Pops. And you're like... And I was like, you got one? Did you one? get one? <laughs> Like, no, I didn't spend the money. So, and what was crazy is like, I hauled ass back from Saratoga to that place as fast as I could. And literally when I walked into the pin trader store, it fucking dumped. Like I walked in the, underneath the cover and it poured for a good five minutes. So I hung out, then it started sprinkling and then I ran across, walked into the, uh, whatever the Disney style store is that's over in the corner there. But, uh, at the and co-op. then... Yeah. I stopped by and I gave you a kiss and then I went home to do cooking. Yeah, so mm. what a good Saturday it was. It was a great Saturday. Yeah, it yeah. was really fun. It was crazy. But other than that, I made it through the rest of the week. And that was Julie's long-winded story about her adventures at Magic Kingdom, <laughs> like, folks. So now that she's rambled and uh, wasted all of our time. <laughs> that was like an hour of our conversation. <laughs> it's time for us to move on and uh, get into our first segment. Uh, this week in Disney. It's the Doug theme song, guys. Oh, yeah. If you had it to do over again, would you do any part of it differently? Well, if I had it to do over again, uh, I think, uh, no, I don't think I would. <laughs> so this week in Disney covers October 27th until November 2nd. And uh, under the advice of my fiance with two E's here, uh, she advised that we uh, not do so many because when we do this segment, say in three years from now, uh, we won't have a lot of things to cover. 
because there's a you know I mean there there's a lot of things to cover. However, it was quite the argument, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, so we've uh, narrowed this. De- I've narrowed this down because uh, she's not gonna. She doesn't know what I'm talking about, which is also fun with this. I told him to talk about three things. And he I, said no. Yes. Yeah, so. I said five. He said no. I said okay, one for each day, seven, and apparent. I think we have eight. So yeah, eight or nine. Oh my god. I don't know what the fucking number is, but they're all very important. I have also skipped out on a lot of things. So that way next year we have content to talk about in this segment because I will otherwise make stuff up <laughs> <laughs> or, or start talking about Universal Studios or something. I'm talking about Universal Studios today. Yeah. You, yeah. We talked about Shrek too. All right. So this day no, in Disney. No, I mean, oh, realties, uh, like as part of the episode, I'm talking about it. Okay. I think. S- spoiler alert. Jeez. Maybe I'm not. I don't yes, know. Yes, I am. Okay. So this week in Disney, October 27th through November 2nd. On this day, October 27th, 2004, Pixar's computer-animated superhero film The Incredibles premieres at the BFI London Film Festival. Released by Walt Disney Pictures and starring the voices of Craig T. Nelson, Holly Hunter, Sarah Vowell, Spencer Fox, Jason Lee, Samuel L. Jackson, and Elizabeth Pena. It is Honey, written and where direct- is my damn super suit? <laughs> It is written and directed by Brad Bird. Motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, I wish he'd said that. Do they say... I'm not going to even go there. Uh, but The Incredibles will be released in the U.S. on November 5th. So that's November 5th, 2004 it was released. Which is interesting that they actually released this in London first at the film festival. So uh, I think 2004 was way before the internet was really crazy and people were stealing videos on their camera phones and stuff. You know, 2004. 2004 was like LimeWire. That was more music. I think I had my uh, my uh, BlackBerry at that point. No, I had a BlackBerry way before that. I had a Nokia in 2000. No, I had a flip phone in 2004. Mm. It was an LG. I think I had a Razor or something like that. Mm, razors were cool. I had a pink Razor. Mm, mine was shiny chrome. October 28th, 1971. The Dapper Dans of Disney World, a barbershop quartet, as we all know, uh, performed their first show outside of Walt Disney World. They performed at a convention in Cocoa Beach, and it was the first time they had done that since relocating to Florida from Disneyland, California, which is interesting. So are Dapper Dans not in Disneyland? I don't know this because I haven't been. I know they have like the big band that they have that plays on in New Orleans Square. I've never seen them. Yeah, so interesting. So... I guess the Dapper Dans are exclusive for uh, Walt Disney World. What year did they sing at Cocoa Beach? This is 1971. Interesting. I'll have to do some research and uh, get back to you folks about that. Unless you know about it, you can comment on our Instagram post uh, on this uh, post that we will be putting up here soon, which is at FEI underscore Disney. October 29th, 2010. The Disneyland Resort marks a milestone in the expansion of Disney's California Adventure. By erecting the top peak of Cars Land, construction workers hoist a 43-foot-long beam onto a structure that will become a mountain-like range during a topping-out ceremony. The traditional event, an ancient Viking custom, is held by construction workers when the top piece of steel is installed on the frame of a building. That's the coolest thing. Right? The the 12-acre Cars Land, set to open in 2012, is the largest portion of Disney's $1 billion expansion of the theme park. And the uh, mountainous range they have is the Cadillac Mountains, which I have got to get to Disneyland to go see Cars Land. I need to take you. It's the coolest thing ever. And then at night, like everything comes alive and there's all the neon and it's so cool. And they have really yummy drinks at the cones. There's literally 
like the cozy cones mm-hmm. and they have food in a cone and a really yummy drink with the most magical foam ever. Amazing. And the ride's pretty cool. I hear the ride's... I mean, it's test track on steroids. Nah, much better. She's shaking her head now. All right. Uh, another thing on October 29th, 2012, Wreck-It Ralph, a 3D computer animated comedy film produced by Walt Disney Animation Studios and distributed by Walt Disney Pictures, world premieres. The film tells the story of the titular... I think that's how you say it. Titular arcade game villain, which is Ralph, voiced by John C. Riley, who rebels against his role as a villain and dreams of becoming a hero. So Ralph would destroy the buildings and Fix-It Felix would put them all back together. October 31st, 1939. This is the date of the fateful elevator accident at the Tower of Terror, Disney's scary attraction at its Hollywood studios. This is also the date inscribed on the eviction notice that appears on the entrance gate and on the inspection notice in one of the elevators. How about that little hidden gimmick? What was it? Uh, There's a sign on uh, the elevator that is the eviction notice that's dated this date and also an inspection notice. Another (laughs) another spooky fact for Halloween, October 31st, 2005. Gary Estrada rides Walt Disney World's Haunted Mansion ride for the 999th time. He's the first person, to Disney's knowledge, to hit that goal in just 10 months. 10 months? Estrada began his marathon riding in January. How amazing is that? So we were on this other night. and That's 100 times a month. It's fucking rad, right? So I I know I have been on this at least 100 to 150 times, if not more than that. I couldn't imagine doing it 999 times. That being said, completely off the rails here. But uh, when uh, last couple weeks ago, I decided to go ride the People Mover by myself because it was during Happily Ever After. And I'm like, oh, maybe I'll get stuck again. Well, I didn't. And I was on there. It was just me and this dude in front of me on another car. And he was actually just riding and riding and riding. He rode that thing all night. And one of the cast members was saying that there was a guy so far holds a record that they know of that has rid that thing 69 times in a row in one day. That's, That's like- what she said. 69, dude. So I was in eighth grade, and we walked down to the movies and, at the mall and saw Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. And when that part came up, my buddy Joe's laughing because his parents had porn, and he w- probably watched them at like in eighth grade, and I had no idea what the fuck they were talking about. And then all of a sudden, you know, I'm older, and I'm like, 69, dude. That shit was hilarious. I'm glad when I was in eighth grade, I didn't know what it was. Me too. But now I do. <laughs> All right, November 1st, <laughs> no, November 1st, 2013. Can you play crickets after that? Can you edit those in? Sure, sure. Yeah, right, I should. <laughs> That's a good idea. <laughs> Adobe has sound effects. That's amazing. Yeah. November 1st, 2013, Tony Baxter, who began his Disney career as a Disneyland host serving ice cream and went on to help define the modern Disney theme park as an Imagineer, is honored with a window on Disneyland's Main Street, USA. Baxter's window, located above the Main Street Magic Shop, reads, Main Street Marvels, Tony Baxter, Inventor. Imagination is in the heart of our creations. Super magical. Imagination. Tony Baxter was instrumental in that ride, too. And to Journey to Imagination. I've made this thing smell like Italian sub. So I don't know if you know, but his original concepts for <laughs> that were done for the expansion when they were going to do Epcot. It was going to be called Westcott in California, and they were going to do Epcot out there. 
and they were going to do a uh, whole story of a guy that had a dragon for a pet, and that then came here to Epcot instead to Journey to Imagination. Can you imagine if they got it in Disneyland and then we never would have met? They would have had it here too, potentially. But yeah, they're going to have Westcott. It's amazing. What would have that stood for? Uh, I don't know. The West. Community of tomorrow. Yeah. So those that want uh, some further information on there, I'll put a link in the show notes. But Jim Hill uh, is a Disney insider, has a great podcast called The Disney Dish. I uh, did a whole series. I think it was like a five-part series on Westcott. And That's they, actually really fucking all of it, cool. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty rad. All right. So back on track here. November 2nd, 2001, Disney's River Country, their first water park at Walt Disney World Resort, closes. Positioned on the shore of Bay Lake near Discovery Island, River Country featured a rustic wilderness theme, complete with rocks and man-made boulders. First opening in June of 1976, Disney has decided to close it due to, in part, to Florida laws prohibiting the use of natural bodies of water to water park use. Uh, and also now that space is being used for the newest DVC resort being built called Reflections, uh, which is an upscale DVC resort that is geared towards the millennial generation. So there you go, folks. That is This Week in Disney, spanning from October 27th to November 2nd. And uh, again, all this information comes from a website that is uh, now celebrating its 20th year. It is called This Day in Disney. I'll have the links to them in the show notes as well. And uh, now that we've covered the past, now it's time to cover the present with To Infinity and Your Mom. To Infinity and Your Mom. <laughs> Wait, what? Yeah. That's not right. You sure? No, that's not right. I'm pretty sure that's it. No, 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 let me show you. To Insanity and a Blonde. What do you even... That's how it goes. Saying. No, that's how it goes. To Immunity and Respond. To Indecency to and... Infrequently. Hey, hey, guys, you got it all wrong. It's To Infinity and Beyond. So now we're back. Time for us to get into our next segment. And Julie's going to be sharing some fun current events going on out there in the world of Disney, both nationally and internationally. So first thing is actually sort of not about Disney World, but it's interesting how these parks kind of plan their releases and things like that. So Disney's 50th anniversary is 2021. And obviously they are taking out all the stops and going crazy and doing all sorts of renovation and really gearing up for this pretty epic anniversary quite the milestone but universal studios is also opening their epic universe and they finally revealed that they're opening it in 2023 mm-hmm. and it's interesting because disney world's celebration is obviously going to run like 2021 to 2022 so universal has kind of decided that there's going to be a lull in Disney, so they're going to capitalize on that and open in 2023. And then in this article, it also says, unless Disney is planning to open another park, to which I ask the question, what park would you like to see Magic Magic Kingdom up? I mean, (laughs) Magic Kingdom open up next. What park would you like to see Disney open up next? Well, officially, I would like to see a villains park. That was themed specifically around the villains. Uh, 
there's so many things that they could do with that, you know, in terms of ride concepts and food Yeah, food, like all kind of fun shit. Um, it also depends too at that and point. You have the villains night now that everybody is obsessed with. And also I have people have been saying that it was the biggest waste of fucking money. Really? Yeah. Oh, well, I guess there weren't any meet and greets that there you can do and things like that. Yeah, exactly. Like you basically just go there and buy merchandise and watch Maleficent's dragon stroll around at night, which would be pretty cool to see. Don't get me wrong. Cause it does look pretty badass, but and eat delicious food. Yeah. But it's, it's all, I mean, cause I would also love to see like a Marvel park of some sort or some kind of Marvel expansion, not just like guardians galaxy stuff, but like an actual Marvel park. When we get the rights to Marvel. Yeah. So it just depends on, cause rumor has it uh, that uh, behind the scenes, Disney and Cam Comcast, as they were doing the whole takeover for Fox purchase merging thing. Um, Part of the deal was uh, Sky, which is like a, a Netflix over in Europe. And I guess the rumor was that Disney went ahead and put their bid away and let Comcast get that uh, with basically at whatever they wanted to, they asked for it, whatever the hell it was. Um, but the idea was that they would then have like a behind the scenes, they would, uh, Universal would do a sunset contract kind of deal, which basically means that at any point in time, Universal could then uh, null and void the contracts they had with, with Marvel which would then open Disney to then take over the rights for theme park rights for on the west of the Mississippi or east of the Mississippi for Marvel. I wonder if Comcast is going to wait until after Epic Universe is open, though, to... I can see that. Because they want their park to be successful. Yeah, but also at the same time, you know, Epcot has many phases. At D23, they only announced so many things that they're doing right now. I mean, there's new countries coming in. They haven't announced officially what they're doing with Mexico or Journey to Imagination Pavilion. So there's a, a lot of things that are going to be happening in phase two of, of Epcot, which is going to happen after 2023 because, you know, everything has to happen up, happen right now. There's a lot of going on. So we'll see what happens. I know and, and what's interesting, too, just on a side note with the Universal stuff, is they talked about the fact that if, if Universal does pass on the rights to Marvel, that they're and this call comes uh, just from pe- from other shows I've listened to and the talks behind the scenes, uh, but with some of their stuff with uh, Universal's having rights to say Wicked, which is still big in Broadway, uh, that the Hulk coaster could be turned into the Wicked Witch of the West coaster. Um, also, all the Harry Potter stuff is on the same kind of thing with J.K. Rowling. She at any point in time could pull her contracts from Universal. So if that ever happened, then the Hogwarts castle could become Dracula's castle. So there's, you know, there's things that they could do to evolve and move on. But I do know that the Epic Universe is going to have a monster movie area. They tried re- they tried reviving that that whole movie franchise. You know, it, it didn't. They had the wolf, they had they redid it with uh, the mummy with Tom Cruise. Johnny Depp was going to be playing the invisible man. Like there was a whole bunch of shit that was going to happen. That was going to be super cool, but it just just uh, just didn't happen. Well, Disney also bid for Harry Potter, obviously. Yeah, and that just J.K. Rowling turned them down because she wanted complete creative control. So at Universal, if they want to move a display, a merchandise display, yeah, they need to get J.K. Rowling's approval for it. Supposedly, though, too, from what I've heard, is that she's loosening the reins a little bit and allowing them because now, like right now with uh, uh, the Halloween Horror Nights, they have a fucking Death Eaters thingy that they do a whole show they come out and they take over the area as like part of the Halloween Horror Nights stuff you don't think J.K. Rowling approved that oh I'm sure she did however from what I hear Universal is having more freedom for things all right well 
We're not a universal show, so we're not going to talk about it too much, but we can do the research, honey. No, I know. So anyways, yeah, so I, I, I think it's pretty cool. I, I love the back and forth between Universal. And I think a lot of it really started was right when uh, they began plans and ideas and concepts for uh, Universal Studios coming to Florida and uh, our favorite old vice or president uh, and whatever of Disney, Michael Eisner, was on the board, I think, believe, of Paramount. I think he was a part of one of those big corporations. I should know this. Um he was supposedly at the meeting that they had talked about moving Universal out to Orlando and doing the whole movie ride stuff. And he denies he was at the meeting because then they opened up MGM Studios before Universal opened up. And that started the wars. So then when they went to go expand Animal Kingdom and they didn't have the budget to do Beastly Kingdoms, the Imagineers that were on board with Joe Rody to do Beastly Kingdoms went to Universal Studios and worked for them. And they opened up the Beastly Kingdom section that had the Dueling Dragons roller coaster. And all the stuff that was exactly to the T of what they were going to be doing at Beastly Kingdoms at Universal or uh, at Animal at Animal Kingdom. And you see how successful that was for Universal. Dueling Dragons was huge. And now it's gone. People forever. were pissed. I never got to got to ride it. I've only been to Universal Studios twice. I rode it three as times. the Harry three. Potter ride, but after they had closed one of the dragons down because people were like throwing things at the other ride and someone got injured and you know that yeah. one person ruins it for everybody of course so anyways back to our uh mickey mouse talk it's like a mickey mouse operation over here so next the enchanted robes opened in the grand floridian mm. i was so excited about this bar so it is a bar lounge that is in the grand floridian that is Beauty and the Beast themed. Yep. And I went and was so disappointed. I feel like it doesn't fit into the theme of the Grand Floridian. I feel like they rushed it. Mm-hmm. It seems. There's a whole wall of like dark nothingness. The gold paint is like chipping off and looks like it was drawn on by a toddler who was like coloring in a coloring book with gold paint. <laughs> and the only thing that seems appealing on the menu is this crab um crab gnocchi dish it looks good but even then it's 18 dollars or something ridiculous like that and their truffle fries are 14 dollars. and i know disney is pretty expensive and grand Floridian is up there but if you're paying 15 dollars for truffle fri- like it's just highway robbery mm-hmm. so i didn't eat anything there i it didn't feel like a warm, comfortable environment. So when I pictured the Enchanted Rose and when they were kind of talking about it and when the first concept designs came out, I really expected it to be more like the library and more warm and inviting. And it's just very dark and drab and loud. The acoustics in there are awful. And it just was not my cup of tea. Yeah. And if you feel differently, please comment and let us know what you really liked about it because i was very underwhelmed yeah it sucks the sign outside is really pretty hey that's a start in disneyland they are actually closing the matterhorn during the week because they are going to refurbish it actually they have been refurbishing it it's set to open back up on november 2nd but if you're going this week and are planning on riding the Matterhorn, you can't do it during the week. Huh. They were like repainting it and stuff? 
Well, they said it's standard refurbishment, but usually they do that after hours or after hours. And there's two sides, so they could have also like closed down one side to do refurbishment and left the other side open. So it just seems like they're doing way more of an overhaul. And I guess there was an accident back in August where a portion of the rock like broke off from the side of the mountain. Huh. So. Clearly they have guys that like scale the mountain and stuff during the daytimes. Yeah. At least they used to. Yeah. And like there weren't any injuries, but obviously they're taking precautions because they don't want. But they just recently did a full overhaul. Like they put like one of the old sky buckets in there and they put a, they redid the Yeti. So, okay. I mean, they do what they got to do. Yeah. The Matterhorn was closed for a long refurbishment in 2017. Yeah. Like, yeah, two years ago. Mm Interesting. Interesting. Um, I thought this was really sweet. In Disneyland Paris, they visited, well, Mickey and Minnie and Chip and Dale with Disney volunteers, visited a children's hospital in Paris to celebrate Halloween with them. The kids carved pumpkins and did some face painting. It was really cool. So I guess it's the Robert Debray Hospital, and Disney has been working with them to bring Disney magic to the hospitalized children since 1991. That's super cute. I think it's really cute and awesome and wonderful. Next in Disneyland Tokyo, they've actually announced what experiences are opening in the new Beauty and the Beast area of their new fantasy land, which will have an indoor fantasy land forest theater. And they will be opening new additions to Tomorrowland and Toontown on the same day. Huh. And so you'll get, so it's similar to what they have in the Disneyland, I mean the Fantasyland in Disney World with the castle. And so they'll have Maurice's Cottage, Gaston's Fountain, restaurants and shops. So it's similar to what they have in Magic Kingdom. And then inside the Beauty and the Beast castle, there's going to be an Enchanted Tales of Beauty and the Beast, which is an attraction with music and some fun stuff. With some animations from the film. And then there's also the Fantasyland Forest Theater, which is a 1,500-seat indoor theater with live entertainment featuring Mickey and his pals. Wow. Because they were totally in Beauty and the Beast. And then in Tomorrowland, they are opening the Happy Ride with Baymax. Oh. And you actually join their own personal healthcare companion for an exciting ride that swings them around and around. And then there is the Big Pop, which is an outer space-themed popcorn shop, also coming to Tomorrowland. And then in Toontown, people will be able to meet Minnie Mouse at Minnie's Style Studio. Cute. All right. So next in Hong Kong Disney, they have updated the Iron Man Experience ride film that has new footage of the park, which also adds... um, in the new version of the castle that hasn't been finished yet and apparently if you look really close in the landscape of it you can see the upcoming frozen land that's also being added to the park so oh wow like a little hint towards that which sounded actually really super cool yeah that is pretty cool in disneyland shanghai something happened but i can't read it because it's not in english but there was apparently some sort of fun run and mickey and his pals were there and people got to take pictures of them and they ran Huh. But I couldn't find anything about it in English. Interesting. And when I edited it, it was impossible to read. Yeah, you should learn how to speak Mandarin. I guess read Mandarin. That's it. 
that's all I got. Awesome. To infinity and my mom, apparently. Yep. Good. Well, that's fun. It's interesting, too, because like, uh, there's some times where there's not really nothing uh, going on in Disney, and then there's days that there's a shit ton of things going on. I still find things. I yeah. scour the interwebs for you guys. Sweet. Now it's time for Miss Julia to share some food knowledge of things that are happening out there in the Disney parks with this segment of What the Forky Foods. I want you to meet Forky. Hi. ladders. So first, I want to talk about the new food that they have at Galaxy's Edge at Disneyland, which I hope comes to Disney World too, because it looks amazing. So they have a charcuterie plate at Oga's Canteen, which makes me really happy. Um, because Amy and I are obsessed with charcuterie plates. So that opened on October 16th and it looks really cool. Um, it has some of the chips that they offer with one of their other, it's the, uh, oh my gosh, I can't think of what it's called, but the bites that they have. And then there's some meats and it looks like a little mustard, a little sauce, some shredded parm, but it looks really, really cool. It says it, uh, is pickled and preserved rations, which is super cool. And it's the uh, Hapabor sampler is what it's called. And then they also have a kid's garden patty bun, which is super cute. So it's a garden patty that's in a bao bun with some carrots and some dipping sauce. And they also have a couple new things. They have chocolate popcorn that's made with red salt and a beautiful plant-based taco at Ronto Roasters. And new, I believe they're cinnamon sugar pork rinds. I believe that's what flavor they are. But yeah, the plant-based Ronto-less garden wrap. Ha 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 ha. Ronto-less. Is made of a plant-based sausage spicy kimchi slaw yum sweet pickled cucumber and gochujang spread in a pita mm. and that looks that actually looks super delicious i love pita but yeah they have a new chocolate popcorn with red salt you must be talking about that that's really good interesting chocolate popcorn with red salt interesting just for the look does it have an extra flavor to it no not like uh spicy or anything and then there was some conspiracy at the Disneyland park. You mean Disney World? Over in Disney World and Hollywood Studios and Galaxy's Edge on Batu, Disney decided it would be a great idea to fuck continuity and name shit smoked pork ribs, roasted chicken salad, fried chicken. Beef pot roast, hummus garden spread, shrimp and noodles, like asshats. Yeah, because people are fucking stupid and they get vapor locked when they're like, oh, what do I get? What do I get? What do I get? I don't know. What's the wrong? What's, what's this? Yeah, fucking mook. Read the goddamn menu. You're in line for 30 minutes. And like, the thing is, it literally says in the description that yeah. it's chicken or pot roast or pork ribs. Like, 
And I'm pretty sure they have these menus in several different languages, too. Like everything. It's probably just the fucking dumb Americans. <laughs> probably. <laughs> and we're not talking to you listening to this. The world knows how to read. Because if you're listening to this show, you are smart. Yeah, you are. So, thank you. You intelligent, beautiful person, you. Listening to this episode right now. Can we do Easter in Disney? Sure. Cool. We'd love to. I want to do Easter in Shanghai because they do their Easter egg hunts and then their prize are Mickey Easter rabbit ears. They're fucking adorable. That's a one. Yeah. Instead of a fucking egg that you open up and you get a sticker. Yeah. So this happened in uh, Cargo Docking Bay 7. Uh, uh, Not yeah. Cargo <laughs> Docking Bay. <No>, just. Do- <laughs> 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 we just snorted at the same time. Jinx. Jinx. <laughs> you owe me some blue milk. So we prefer the blue over the green. But uh, even though the green's good with tequila. But yeah, so this was done over at the Docking Bay 7 restaurant and also Ronto Roasters, I believe, as well. And uh, it's just funny. Like, and, and I was just talking with some people at, at uh, Disney Springs the other night. And they, they had brought up that they had went into Galaxy's oh. Edge and they had just brought back the menu. I'm looking at this menu. Okay, so what Disney decided to do was write really big smoked pork ribs and underneath it really tiny says smoked cadu ribs and the roasted chicken salad underneath it says tiny roasted and dorian tip yip salad mm. so they still have the names but they decided that people were stupid and couldn't read below that and realize that tip yip is fucking chicken i was born knowing that tip yip is chicken and that the sound that chicken makes? Tip, tip. Tip, tip. <laughs> tip, tip. <laughs> oh <my God>. uh, <laughs> love it. Yeah, so it's pretty, it's pretty funny. But I'm, I'm glad they brought it back because like a talking... Hold on, I'm going to take a look now because... Well, what I was going to say... Were the guests just saying that... No, no. So they're, so we were talking about it because like they went to uh, Olga's Cantina and they were talking about the they had the uh, battery acid drink that's like super fizzy in your mouth. And then they were saying and talking about it being like Pop Rocks. And the bartender was like, what's Pop Rocks? It's nothing like Pop Rocks. Well, no, but that's what they said. And let me finish the story, please. I'm talking about the continuity of Star Wars here. This is very important. <laughs> and the bartender Can was like... Can we talk like, about the continuity of this drink and not Pop Rocks? Yes, the guests that were having the drink mentioned it being Pop Rocks. The bartender says, what's Pop Rocks? And the guest refer- said to them, oh, it's this candy that we have on Earth. And the bartender says, oh, you all have some strange things on Earth. So, again, the cast that is there working within Galaxy's Edge, they're on point with everything they're talking about. And if you're in there ordering chicken, they should be like, what the fuck is chicken? <laughs> we hear everything on Earth tastes like chicken. You know, kind of stupid thing. So, I'm glad that they went back to what that what it should be. And if I you think the slogan for Tip Yip should be like "Tastes like chicken." You're right. That'd be hilarious. <laughs> the Tip Yip salad is amazing, though. Oh my god. Oh my gosh, yes. Uh, the the pot roast was phenomenal. Yeah, everything we've had so the far. The fried chicken was great. The only thing I think we haven't had is the ribs, because we've had everything else. Yep. I've had the pot roast. We got the other four things when we went with the kids. Yep. The only thing we haven't tried is the ribs. Yeah. Very good stuff. So, yeah. I'm glad they brought it back. And it's funny that it happened that fast. Like, the Disney folks that are the fans spoke up, outraged. We win. Hooray. So, what else, honey? So, they took off the cookie. 
at Wine Bar George, the Dole Whip. That wasn't at Wine Bar George. I don't know where that was, but they had yeah, it was Wine Bar George. Yeah, the cookie they had with the, the, uh, the Dole Whip cookie Frascato yeah. thing. Well, they've brought back the Frascato as just a drink, so it's Dole Whip with Moscato and vodka. Okay. So I will be having that this week. Yummy. So I'll let y'all know how it is. I feel like I will enjoy this much better because it will be s- less sweet. Also, can we do Ohana, please? I love Ohana. I want to Ohana with you. I've never been to Ohana. I've never been to Trader Sam's. I've walked through it, but I want to go there and order all the fun drinks that make everything come alive. It's amazing. I'll definitely have What the Forky Foods for next week's segment, y'all, because I'll be in the parks eating everything. Yeah, and getting all your content for the next season of... One little spice. And now we have even more because I <laughs> we didn't record all summer. Sorry, that's One Little Spice, an amazing food podcast that I do with my best friend, Amy. Speaking of Amy, I wanted to let y'all in on my Disney planning. It's interesting because I'm still like super hardcore planned for this trip. Mm-hmm. But I also can go to the parks without planning some days. And it's also kind of nice. Right. So just kind of back up real quick to kind of give you the premise of this, what she's about to talk about. So most of my growing up at Disney, there you know, with my parents to take us, we had plans somewhat. Sometimes we'd go back to the hotel. I would take the bus back to the park by myself with my sister. And we would just like run amok by ourselves and have fun and take the bus back and forth. Amok, amok, amok. Exactly. Uh, and then... Over the last, say, decade of visiting the parks, it's been pretty much the same for me and taking my kids. We, you know, we planned somewhat, but a lot of it's just kind of like, just, okay, what's the park? What adventure are we going to do this time? Because that way it's, it's always different. We're not doing the same shit all over. Just let the park just kind of come alive and do our thing. But then, yeah, the other segment of Disney people that plan out and they spreadsheet and Excel spreadsheet and do everything they need to do so that every single minute and every second they're getting their dollars worth, which I get because... Most families of four save up for about five years to be able to go to Disney for a week. It's about $10,000 it costs to go to Disney for a week, roughly. So, and that's staying on property, you know, et cetera. So for Julie, now this being her annual pilgrimage to the Magic Kingdom and Epcot and Animal Kingdom and everything else she's doing, uh, it's changing a little bit now that you're closer. You can go more often. So you can have the freedom to go play and go when you want to go spontaneously like your rainy day that you had. But now you have this trip that's already been planned. And I'm really curious at how you go about doing that because I'm not I'm a planner kind of, but I also like spontaneous trips. So I wanted her to talk about discuss with you guys her planning concepts cuz she's very uh, very specific with when it comes to planning. So my spreadsheet is very specific, but it is also a very loose plan for our trip the only things that are really set in stone are our fast passes and our dining reservations and even those we tend to change pretty often but mm-hmm. how it works is we plan what week we want to go down i say loosely based around hansen but if we can be in disney when hansen's in disney mm-hmm. that's when i want to be in disney and i think last year we planned it to be there when hansen was going to be there and then they were there like three days before we got there oh it sucks yeah so if we try and plan as best we can But this year we really wanted to be there for Halloween because Halloween is my favorite holiday and I had no reason to be in Massachusetts for Halloween. So I was like, let's do this shit. So our trip is, we always try and plan like five days and then like the flight's usually cheaper if we fly in a day earlier or so the original trip was going to be the 29th 
through the second. And we are actually planned this year because we were going to do the food and wine half marathon, mm-hmm. which didn't happen because neither of us were ready to run a half marathon when, regi- when registration rolled around. So we tried to plan as much time out from that. And I was like, Hanson always plays on Halloween. We'll be fine. It'll be great. So we were originally going to do fly in the 29th, do Mickey's Not So Scary Halloween, fly out the night of the second, which was going to be a crazy clusterfuck because we would have ran the half marathon that day and flying the same day you run a half marathon. Just not super fun. Yeah, to be at um, 4 a.m. for the race. Well, yeah, but we were going to fly out the following day, but then work schedules and nonsense. So what happened is what generally happens is we looked at flights and the flight out the night before was like $100 cheaper. So we pay a little extra for the hotel, but we get an extra day of dining and Mm -hmm. it worked out to make the most sense. Then we weren't flying in the day of the Halloween party and we wouldn't be exhausted. So it totally made sense. So the way I spreadsheet is when we are planned out and we have our weeks, we'll buy our flights. That's basically the first thing we do after we book the reservation and those get put in and it's when we arrive this year, we took different flights this year this year we planned to take different flights Mm -hmm. um and amy was flying frontier and i was flying JetBlue. so the way it works is we could fly out of boston or we could fly out of providence and the flights home out of providence were cheaper but the flights out of boston on JetBlue were cheaper so amy said she would fly out of providence so we would have a car down there and i would just take the logan express into the airport which is a bus that goes from my town to the airport of Boston. And then we were both going to fly into Providence and have the car to drive home. Clearly those plans have changed yeah. as I live here now, but that was the plan. So I had Julie arrives in the park, Amy arrives in the park. And then I had that we take the tragical express home. Now the spreadsheet reads the tragical express for Amy, <laughs> not me anymore. Um, because mm-hmm. it's the magical express going into the parks, but obviously when you leave, it's the tragical express. Yes. <laughs> um, and I was behind a magical express bus the other day. Actually, I was behind a tragical express bus. It was going back to the airport. And I thought to myself, I don't know if I'm ever going to get to ride the magical express again. If I had known that my last time on the magical express was going to be my last time. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I actually remember the entire ride. It was the night of November, nope, of February 3rd. And I watched the Patriots game teeny tiny on my phone on NFL Network because <laughs> the Patriots game. <laughs> it was the Super Bowl, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> <laughs> Might as well have been the Patriots game. <laughs> just another Patriots game of the season. <clears throat> but uh, no, I do remember that one. So we have the flights in. And we have the days of our trip. And I have my spreadsheet in 15-minute increments. I used to do it in hour increments, but then it always freaked me out like we didn't have enough time in the day when I was looking at that spreadsheet. So I elongated it to actually see the breakdowns of everything. Then, 180 days. So we kind of have a rough 
idea of what parks we want to do on what days <coughs> because we can kind of look and see the hours of the parks and they may not be exact once October rolls around, right, right. but we have a good idea of when magic hours might be and everything like that. So we have an idea and we had our Halloween tickets by then. So we knew what day we were going to be in magic kingdom for that. So when we were making our dining reservations, we have an idea of what park we're going to be in, what restaurants we want to eat at. I made lists of all the restaurants we haven't eaten at and which ones we really wanted to do this trip and how many we needed to be able to sustain <laughs> for the next two years because we were planning on not coming back down next year and all sorts of craziness. So there was a lot of thought and process that went into that. And then our 180 days hit and we got our restaurants. Now we've changed a couple restaurants and changed a couple days around and flip-flopped a few things. But And Toledo opened, so we've added some reservations but at 180 days we pretty much knew where we wanted to eat and where we were going to eat what's really cool is usually 30 days before your stay and basically kind of up until then people make a lot of cancellations because you can cancel your reservation up to 30 days in advance if you book a full package mm -hmm. so those people who have made their 180 day reservations no longer have reservations so a lot of stuff opens up too so don't freak out if you don't get your reservation there are some reservations like i did the storybook dining with snow white in february and i got that reservation two days before i was there so just keep going back and checking reservations pop up all the time so i plugged our food reservations into the spreadsheet so i have the days spreadsheet broken down into 15 minute increments i have the parks and what hours that are open each day that we're there that obviously gets updated as the official time goes out. And then I also had a little block that showed on, which was new this year, but that showed breakfast, lunch, and dinner, what we were eating for each meal. Because I was planning for our six days, 18 meals, so that we would have 18 restaurants. And now that I live down here, I was like, Amy, don't worry. We don't have to eat all that food this time. We'll be okay. Um, <laughs> yeah. To which she was like, thank God. Um and that's how it stayed for quite a while. And then I we're on the dining plan. So we're saying six nights. And how the dining plan works is it's not how many days you stay. It's how many nights you stay. So we're there seven days, but we're only there six nights. Mm -hmm. So we have we did the, the regular dining plan. So it's six quick service, six um, table service, table service each. And then two snacks for each day. So it's something like 24 snack credits. We like to do the dining plan for our food and wine trip because you can use the snack credits at all the booths around the world. And you can swap over to quick service, a quick service credit for three snack credits if you use them all at the same booth. And not all the booths participate, so ask first, obviously, before you plan that out. But there are a few booths like Australia where we get two lamb chops and then we'll order one other thing to use the three quick service because we don't eat at many quick service restaurants. This year we're trying to do a few more. Some of my favorite restaurants are quick services. Me too. But this year we're actually trying to, and this will be a fun series that we do, but we're going to try to eat just off the dining plan. There are a couple other things like the ahi tuna nachos that we get every time and mm -hmm. the candied bacon on a stick that are happening. But 
I just moved, you know, across the country. And Amy owns a pool store, so we're trying to budget this trip. So it'll be really cool to see if you can actually not starve to death. I mean, I will starve to death because I need to eat every 10 minutes. <laughs> but it'll be nice to see if the normal human being could actually survive off of the dining plan. Yeah. Which would be really cool to see. So I'm actually really excited about that. So at 60 days, you can make fast passes. I forgot. I think I made them at like 59 days or something like that. But I still got all the fast passes that we really wanted. Um, and then I realized that I made fast passes for the wrong days because I was doing it really fast and wasn't looking at my spreadsheet while I was doing it. And 60 days snuck up on us because yeah. I was in the middle of moving. So those all got planned. And I was looking at my spreadsheet. Ne generally, those go right into the spreadsheet. I was looking at my spreadsheet the beginning of the week because Candace asked me. Yeah, to see your spreadsheet. To see my spreadsheet because she wanted to see how I, I plan for Disney. And I was showing it to her and I was like, something is so, like, it just doesn't, this doesn't feel right. This doesn't feel organized. This feels completely wrong. Normally, spreadsheets make me feel really happy and really great. And this one is just stressing me out. And then I was like, oh, I forgot to add our fast pass, fast passes in. And I added the fast passes in. And so the fun thing about fast passes, and this is what we do and what we try to do. We try and make our fast passes for first thing in the morning. Mm -hmm. So we can make an extra fast pass for the afternoon. And you can kind of keep making one fast pass and doing it for the rest of the night as long as they're fast passes. And you can also cool. do that at, an, at another park as well. Yes. As long as you do your first three. Yep. Which is really, really cool. And we try and get them as early as possible. And so I'm going through and looking at our fast passes and I was like, these aren't as early as they can be. But when you go in and modify them, even though you picked one for like, say, 1230 in the afternoon, you can get earlier. So we had one that was 920 to 1020 and one that was 1040 to 1140. And so they weren't consecutive. So I actually went in and modified and changed them. So as soon as one expired, the next one started. So it's just like three consecutive yeah. Smart. hours. I'm doing fast passes. So I did that and updated the spreadsheet and changed the colors of all the restaurants we were eating at and changed the fast pass colors and organized everything. And I the was like... The colors in your spreadsheet? Yeah. And I was like, ah. now it looks like my spreadsheet. So do you make like, say like, say, say day, day one you're going, mm -hmm. you're doing Epcot that day. Yep. That Epcot would be... Epcot is purple. Okay. So it's purple because of figment. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> of course. So then you're and my colors were pastel this time. Don't know why. Felt like pastel. Cool. So purple would then represent Epcot. Yep. So you know that that day, that's where all your restaurants are, and your fast passes are all on the same day. Yes, so except go... most of our spreadsheet is purple because we try and do mostly food and wine. So any free time that we have that right. we don't have fast passes at another park, we're doing Epcot. Hanson in orange actually takes up a lot of the spreadsheet too this week time. Nice. But yeah. So Magic Kingdom is i have no idea what colors there so i think back when jason and i first started talking i was planning the spreadsheet and i knew hansen was going to be there and i went to go show him my spreadsheet and i blushed a little bit because on the first day it said dinner and hansen with jason with a little heart emoji <laughs> and i was like see my spreadsheet we've been talking for like a half a day <laughs> <laughs> not that short of a time period. But you were like, yeah, it'd be cool to do dinner with you one of those nights. And I was like, yeah, I'm sure I could sneak away from Amy for a little bit. Yeah. Even though technically you're going to be coming in like a, the weekend of... That wasn't the plan at that point. No. We didn't talk about that till after. Yeah, it was eventually. Yeah. And yeah, I was like, uh, 
um so what if you take this saturday off and pick me up from the airport at like seven and then we hang out for a couple days before i see amy because i have the whole week off anyway but now i don't have monday off because something's happening on new year's eve that i needed the day off for i wonder what that could possibly be i have no idea i better request it off myself (laughs) just in case i'm involved (laughs) now we were obviously at the at that time doing way more dinner reservations than we had dining plan mm-hmm. for so we picked which ones were going to be the most expensive to do the dining plan for and like there were a couple buffets that were like mm, 30 bucks 40 bucks that we were just going to pay out of pocket because the more expensive meals were what we took up for yeah the that's the thing with the dining plan i love is you can really go go to a restaurant where you'd normally would maybe spend three or four hundred dollars on dinner and your meal plan covers it you know like santa hell's in in mexico if they take the disney dining plan you can go in there and use it it's would cost you way more to pay out of pocket. They don't use it there. <laughs> I think that's one of the restaurants that doesn't accept the dining plan. Um, but speaking of, so we are using five restaurants for our six table service mm-hmm. credits because one of them is a signature meal, which is the Yachtsman. That's our anniversary, our friendiversary dinner this trip. Oh, they're going to make out and stuff. I'll put crickets in there too. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so on our fall trip, because so Amy and I met in culinary school, and I think our actual like Facebook friend anniversary too is November second, which is super cool. Yeah. Um, but so we met in culinary school ten years ago this year, and that's what uh, started this whole crazy whirlwind of an adventure that is my life. Yeah neat yeah so that's why we have a food podcast and we go to disney's food and wine festival yeah also we're obsessed with epcot so there's that anyway cool well i hope that made a bunch of sense are you you done the signature meals take two table service credits oh yeah so they're a little bit more expensive makes sense and then now the dining plan also whether you do quick service or table service offers an alcoholic beverage yeah which is super great because even quick service you can get alcohol which, according to uh, some of the restaurants now, that's causing turnover for tables to actually take longer. So the wait staff isn't making as much money that they used to make because they're losing like two to three tables a day. That's just because alcohol is served in general. It's because people can't make up their mind what the fuck they want to drink. It's easier to be like, I'd like a soda, please, a Coke. Or, or a water. Or what? Yeah. Instead of like, uh, can I see your beer menu, please? Oh, uh, yeah, we have two beers. You know, whatever. Mm, do I want the IPA or do I want Bud Light? Yeah. IPA, please. <laughs> uh, so there's that. And I actually have like the column of figuring out how much each restaurant was going to cost to figure out which ones would be the best for quick service and, and table service and which ones we were going to potentially pay out of pocket. And now I've deleted some because we don't have to do all of them. And Nice. It's pretty exciting. Yeah, it sounds like it. And I'm sure as uh, the more you live down here, the more and uh, or the sh- the less you'll be using your spreadsheet, maybe. No? You'll be using it? No, if we ever spend a week in Disney, I'm going to spread the sheet the shit out of it. Nice. Spread shit the sheet out of it. <laughs> Speaking of IPAs, uh, we didn't talk about what we're drinking tonight, which I think is uh, a first for us. Slacking here. And it's uh, probably because we're just drinking Shock Top. <laughs> 
<laughs> Nothing too crazy and, and fancy. Drinking the same thing. It's weird that we drink the same thing now. Yeah. And because our beers were finished before the episode started, because you had to write out all your today in Disney. Yep. One of us was prepared. I think I say that a lot in every episode. <laughs> so, like, I'm very spontaneous. I was also uh, busy making somebody something out in my studio. <sighs> so, anyways, it wasn't folks. wasn't for me. I don't know what he's talking about. Uh, I have no idea. Well, I think that about wraps it up now as we're, uh, we're fading out here at the end of this episode. <laughs> we shared our beers <laughs> at the end of it instead of at the beginning. <laughs> we are rookies still. Not really. I mean, we could also just record this <laughs> section and just talk about our beer. I like it at the end like it is. Anyways, it is the Shock Top Belgian White because they were buy one six pack, get one six pack free at Publix. And I thought two six packs is better than one. Very true. It's like six and hit one hand and a half dozen on the other. It is and just like that. One of those is free. <laughs> yeah, so again, nothing fancy. But shock top's good. I will And not... they twist off, guys. If you ever get a shock top, oh, yeah. you do not need a bottle <laughs> I opener. I used a fucking bottle opener the other night to he get my like first. was scouring around the house to find a bottle opener, like opening all the drawers in the kitchen, making such a ruckus. And I was like, there's a bottle opener in here, babe. And then I went to go drink one the next day and was like, <laughs> yep oh well so anyways folks we're gonna get the fuck out of here thanks so much for tuning in to episode 10 of F.E.I. Disney thanks again for all the downloads 2,000 downloads we're pretty pretty badass honey high five from across the table <laughs> and uh, <laughs> oh, made the noise perfect <laughs> you can uh, find us out there in the social feeds at F.E.I. underscore Disney that's both on Twitter and Instagram or you can just find us on Facebook at F.E.I. Disney do we have a Facebook group yet? Uh, we don't have a Facebook group yet. We probably should start one. We, we should probably should. start some kind of something like that because we uh, need a place to bring our, our listeners to to uh, get to know who you are and chit-chat and talk things about Disney and all the fun stuff, adult <laughs> things. Yeah. So uh, until next time, thanks again for tuning in, and we will see you on the next episode. Love you all so much. Have a magical evening. And remember, as the great Walt Disney once said, if you believe in a thing... Believing it all the way.